Welcome to Educated Messes, a podcast to help you sift through the bullshit around work, well-being, and relationships. We'll ask questions, seek answers, and share experiences to help you navigate the messier parts of life. Because trial and error is a lot easier when we do it for you. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm Kyla, and today we're talking about a topic that might be a little bit touchy. It might bring up some big feelings because it has been in us as we've been noodling on it. But we're going to be talking about why life feels like it's kind of been at a standstill or on pause. And our theory is that it's been even worse since the new year. But yeah, kind of just the feeling of like, things aren't, we're in limbo, limbo land, pandemic limbo land. Yes, I think definite limbo land for sure. And yeah, I agree with you that I feel like it's gotten a little bit worse. I would say that at least, I think we even touched on this before the year changed where it was like, I'm putting a lot of money on things changing when the <laughs> clock strikes 12 on <laughs> December 31st and uh, nothing changed. <laughs> I know, I know. Even not consciously thinking that, I was like, yeah. maybe, maybe time's real. It's a new year. And then, <laughs> then it was just like, yeah, everything is the same. Yeah. Um, so we followed a similar format to the last episode we did, which was, what did we call that? Why is it so hard to make new friends? Which go listen if you want to. I feel like that one touched on a lot of feelings that have been coming up around how friendship is hard during a pandemic. That was so weird. But yeah, so what we did, or what Kelsey did, she asked the Educated Messes community on Instagram, at Educated Messes, if you ever want to chat, how they've been feeling. And so we're going to answer some of the questions, see what the people said, the pals, the friends, and uh, feel our feelings. <laughs> people really liked talking about their pals, I feel like. It was a, it was fun to see the response to it. I just think like it really, people are missing their people. And yeah. I, I was just even saying this to my partner the other day where it's like, we're, I'm such a big advocate and like even what we talk about on this podcast, like we're such big advocates of like one person shouldn't be your whole village and big time like one person is my whole village right now because yeah. obviously I can like virtually connect with people, but one person's supposed to bring me with like all the joy and excitement and thrill <laughs> and comfort and it like that's just it's a lot of pressure so I feel yeah. like the friends one resonated and obviously I feel very lucky to like not be alone mm -hmm. but at the same time it's just like I'm very used to to dipping into friends for a lot of those yeah. things and so it's it's a tough time for that for sure yeah, 100%. also that's our big disclaimer like as always these are our feelings and our thoughts and our thoughts are ever evolving as well because we're human beings who learn yeah. new information and change our minds. And so nothing we say should ever sound like a prescription or a need or whatever it is. It's it's just an opinion. But the one thing I do think we want to be conscious of is like not constantly giving such a giant explanation for every <laughs> thought we have because yeah. their thoughts. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a good thing to say. If anything in this episode you disagree with, or maybe it brings up some big feelings, let's chat about it. Send us a DM. Let us know how you're feeling or how you disagree, because I think it's important to hold space for conversation and be able to disagree. That's okay. Totally. Kyla and I disagree with stuff on stuff. Yeah. Time. <laughs> and I think like discourse is really important and we're we're obviously very open to learning or we wouldn't be doing this and just be aware that like sometimes I say things on an episode and I look back on it and I'm like kind of changed my mind on that and that's yeah. okay I just mind every day yeah so yeah we're gonna talk about all things sad <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna try and put a spin on it <laughs> Get ready to get that. <laughs> We're going to talk about how if it's no longer serving you to kind of like sit in the in the vibes that we're, we've been in, then we're going to talk about how maybe we can start to think about moving forward if that's yeah. what serves you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's the okay. only qualifier we're going to give. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. Turn it off if you don't like it. Okay. Um, so... We asked everyone how they're feeling. So Kyla, how are you feeling? Honestly, I've started going back to therapy. So pretty good, all things considered. I think I've been playing a, or taking a more active role in planning my future and it's been helping. Oh, you know, still sad, but 
<laughs> you know, progressing at least. Yeah. What about you? I would say I've been feeling like bursts of joy. Like when we got a, a president that wasn't horrifying in the US, that was like, boom, joy. <laughs> and like seeing Kamala Harris get sworn in, boom, so much joy. Joe, and we like did the, it. The, the sun came out for a few days. What a treat. That has been helping. In this <laughs> rainy hellhole that we live in. JK, JK. Beautiful city. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, will it ever stop raining? And it finally did for a couple days. And I feel very solar powered. So that was big happy vibe. <laughs> but then like the rest, it's kind of like a roller coaster where like the bottom is just like extreme boredom which I want to again I'm qualifying everything I say but like I know monotony is a privilege I'm very very privileged to like feel bored that's I'm lucky and I'm bored like that's I'm <laughs> both are true like radical acceptance yeah I miss people and joy and excitement and playing games with my friends and going out for dinner with people like I just I I'm allowed to miss it and I do yeah you and so definite like bursts of joy, but just a kind of like a definite fatigue of just this very repetitive day to day that we've been doing for, yeah. at least personally, I've been doing for like a year now doing the same thing. Yeah. Fatigue's a good word to use. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, people are, people are like better than halfway between like happy and sad <laughs> but pretty like middle of the row like yeah not getting a ton of uh bursting with joy but people are okay that's relatable Tracking along yeah see so once again it. okay okay is the word I would use yeah. to describe there's not much more to it no it's fine <laughs> so the other thing we asked our uh buddies is if they have the january blues and so I think this is pretty common. Like I think January is a tough month. And like if you do live in Vancouver, I would argue January is the hardest month in Vancouver from just a it uh, the sun is gone type <laughs> of place. But I also think it's been interesting for me this year, which I could just answer first, is that I am a big fan of January normally and probably from like a I'm someone who does think time exists. And so like I, she loves a fresh start and that January comes around and I'm just like bursting with motivation and drive and I'm like I'm so excited. And so I think I feel like ultra blue because I'm like, oh, it's January and I'm none of that's happening. So I def have the January blues. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Fair. Honestly, it's hard to say because everything you're saying is so true about the sun being just like such a huge part of what the mood I'm in at any given time. And mm -hmm. sad is real. Oh, yeah. Seasonal affective disorder. It hits hard here. <laughs> but with the new year came a refresh in my benefits and therapy. Mm. And I think that has really been helping combat it because mm -hmm. it's like right away I'm able to kind of bring up the blues and address them. So yeah, it's been work. I had a mental breakdown. Was it yesterday? No, two days ago. I went to Ikea. And so it's not like always great. I definitely am having ups and downs, but who isn't? I wonder what the statistics are for people who have mental breakdowns after visiting <laughs> Ikea. The oh other day God, I texted awesome. Kyla and I was like, it was a Sunday and I went to oh two God. Ikeas back to back. <laughs> Never do that. <laughs> and then I was surprised that me and my boyfriend no longer liked each other. And it was just <laughs> like, I do, what, what did you expect? What did you expect? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Not sponsored by Ikea. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> the <opposite> of sponsored. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, well, no, I was going to say I like it while I'm there, but uh, no, don't. I don't. <laughs> so everyone's blue, pretty much. Yeah. Some people love January, though. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But 77% of people are feeling the January blues. And these are a really wide-ranging statistics. So we pretty much are speaking for all, <laughs> everyone in the world when we say 77%. JK. Our demographic is what, like 20 to 27-year-old females, I think, hey, maybe? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> So all the all the all the ladies, we all sat. <laughs> no, there's there's lots of people. Okay. <laughs> Kyle's dissing my engagement on Instagram. I'll never. show you our insights. <laughs> I would never. 
Okay, and then this is kind of like the whole topic, but Kyla, do you feel like your life is at a standstill currently? Yes, and I have been trying to address that by... So Bo and I, I asked if I could talk about this. Bo and I started seeing a couple counselor, couples counselor, which if (laughs) you have even considered going, I highly recommend. It was very enjoyable and has made... like. You don't have to wait until things are like really bad to go to therapy. But yeah, so we went and had a single session and it's really had us thinking about like, okay, how do we want to intentionally shape our lives within the context of reality, basically? Like the circumstances Mm -hmm. are, there's a pandemic. This is what it's like to live in Vancouver. This is what it's like to live in this apartment, whatever. Mm -hmm. And kind of start to noodle on what is working, what isn't working, How can I change the things that aren't working? And even thinking that way has really helped because it kind of feels like Mm -hmm. light at the end of the tunnel. And I would say before that, just like existential crises out the wazoo. Like, what am I doing? (laughs) What's the point? My job is on a screen. It feels imaginary. I'm always in the same like 800 square feet. Like, (laughs) what am I doing? So it becomes like big black mirror vibes, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Like I have these moments where I would say like, there is nothing that's more black mirror to me than Peloton. (laughs) And I'm sorry, but like doing a spin class and having someone say like, happy 100th ride user 37475, we're so glad to have you. Good job, Liam and Jane's mom, you're killing it. I'm just like, yo, this is so weird. Like a leaderboard. It's like that Black Mirror episode where she she like, the likes become- Yeah, send a high five. (laughs) Yes. And so sometimes I have these moments like we did a Zoom birthday party and I was just like, (sighs) I feel like I'm living in a simulation and not a great one, like a bit of a scary one. So I definitely think like it's this delicate balance. Well, I think it's important to like accept reality as it exists. And I think that while sometimes we've talked about this, it's a good coping mechanism not to. And I think a lot of people did that last year, ourselves included. I do think it gets to a point where you have to ask ask yourself what works for you. And if that's no longer really serving you, I think it's important to go like, this is this is how things are right now. And if I need to sit in that and and like just be gentle and give myself grace, then do that. Or if you're like, I really need to find ways to like bring in bursts of joy or like build habits that increase my joy, whatever it is, I think you just have to focus on like what works for you. And I think that's kind of what I'm trying to start doing is like kind of like something's got to give at this point. Mm -hmm. I was talking to Bo about this. Bo's my partner. I feel like I need to say that every episode just in case. But in these uncertain times, what I feel comfortable (laughs) hanging my hat on. New normal. In this new normal. In these (laughs) unprecedented times. (laughs) What I have been turning to a lot, and this might just sound like complete gork, but it's like studies of what is proven to make you happy. Because like, I don't know what's going on. Everything is weird and bad. But I know some things for sure. And I know that connection makes people happy. I know that movement Mm -hmm. makes people happy. I know that being outside makes people happy. I know that having a solid sleep schedule, it helps. Like these are the things Mm -hmm. I've kind of been turning to to be like, if I at least have these in check, I will be feeling better than if I didn't. And like, that's kind of how I'm moving forward. Well, it's kind of like setting yourself up for success. And even if success to you is just like making it through the day, that's fine. But I think it's like, it's important for us to take care of ourselves. And whatever that means to you is an individual thing. But I do think it is good to lean on some sort of checklist or making a list of like your joy triggers so that when you need to bump it up a bit, you have like some clear cut ways where you can just like get mini boosts because it's even what we talked about last last week last episode <laughs> where it's sort of proven that a good life is just lots of good moments mm-hmm. compiled together it's not these like massive cat like huge moments in your life it's just like 
little good moments sprinkled yeah. throughout. And so yeah. I think what feels important to me right now is like how do I focus on that and like focus on multiplying those and solidifying them so that I feel a bit more resilient. It's like I need to build back up my resilience bank account because it's been big time depleted. I was just going to say that. It reminds me of the episode we did on resilience. I think it's how how do we build more resilience? But this all, this whole pandemic is a practice in resilience. And what helps you build your resilience bank is having basically your habits and lifestyle all feeding into energy and basically so when something bad happens you don't crash (laughs) like you kind of have like a a solid base to to stand Mm -hmm. on and it is important and I'm I love turning to science (laughs) in times of uncertainty (laughs) and yeah I don't know it seems to be working more or less (laughs) so (laughs) I don't know So a majority of people are feeling that their life is at a standstill, though 80% of our contributors, (laughs) which I think makes sense. And I also think like if you're not feeling that way and if life is feeling on a forward trajectory, then like feel free to hit us up with some tips. Also, like celebrate that. There's no need to ever feel away because that's how other people are feeling. Like if things are going good – I think lean into that that like forward momentum. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of us are itching to feel right now. Yeah. Something I do want to say though is if your life hasn't changed at all since the start of the pandemic and you're still traveling and going to restaurants, maybe, maybe, don't stop. <laughs> maybe stop doing that. <laughs> I think that life should have changed and can continue to move forward in a different way. <laughs> this episode sponsored by the CDC. <laughs> JK, don't sue us. Yeah, I would say like if you're not feeling bored, maybe like check how many people are in your circle. <laughs> it's probably too many. <laughs> ha, okay. So what life changes are you hoping to make this year, if any? Because it's okay if you're not going to make any. Why don't you go first? Okay, Kyla. <laughs> sure thing. So I kind of talked about this in our 2021, like, start of the year episode, but definitely, like, reconnecting with myself and leaning into how I feel about things, what I think about that, what I think is cool or interesting or fun or, like, just trying to get – trying to make space to, like, hear myself think because – I don't think I had that last year. Mm. And then I think part of that is like leaning into joy, like just finding joy and prioritizing it, not just being like, oh, it's fun when I see this person once every six weeks and then just like not doing anything about it. I think really making an effort to like build that into my schedule. Mm -hmm. And I think in terms of like changes, I'd say I am what like 100% a perfectionist and i think something that's really hard for me is like keeping up momentum because if i'm not doing something perfectly then i i don't want to do it at all and it's really hard for me to begin again in the sense that i feel that i almost get tired out by my own expectations about how something should or shouldn't be going which there's so much to this shoulds perfectionism there's lots there's lots up in that but i think It's become so clear to me that I have this mindset where like if I'm not going to do it exactly how I think it should be done, I like don't want to do it at all. Mm -hmm. So a great example for this would be like if I don't have time to do like a full one hour workout, like a a class online or something and take a shower and like do the whole thing, then I just won't do anything. (laughs) And it's like Mm -hmm. if you have half an hour, like go just do something. Or if I feel like, oh, I don't know if I really feel like writing in my journal. And instead of just like writing six words down, I will just not even open it. You know what I mean? Like the, the idea of chasing perfection is getting in the way of me starting. So I think that's something I'm really trying to focus on is like to do things imperfectly and that's, that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think like leaning into creativity and leaning into the imperfect, like imperfection and just, yeah, I don't know how else to explain it, but. Good enough is good enough. Yeah. Good enough is good enough. I (laughs) should, for me, it should be like 
good good for others is good enough or something it's like good enough to me is perfect oh true here's another one done is better than perfect that's another one yeah i know i say this to myself every day ditto to everything you're saying um i kind of interpreted this question as like a bit of a different way like i like more literal like lifestyle-y I guess is kind of how I interpreted it but mine that was like a meta version of literal changes you know what I mean yeah 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 yeah. no agreed I think that like everything you're saying like perfectionism especially is what I'm working on and how that comes into my life is like you don't have to be 100% sure to make a big change you're allowed to change your mind like we have been talking about maybe moving out of the city at some point. Mm-hmm. And that's a really Same. scary thing. Same. <laughs> it's a it's a scary thing. I love Vancouver. And right now, all the things I love about it aren't possible, basically. Like I can't see oh, my friends. I can't God. go Same. to Same. restaurants. Same. I can't go to cafes. I love working in cafes. All the bread is always sold out. And the seawall is so busy. The seawall is literally, it's like you're at a Canucks game while you're walking down the seawall. That's the thing is like, there's so many people. And that's something that's beautiful about (laughs) Vancouver when there's not a pandemic. (laughs) It's not really working for me right now. So that's something we've been thinking about. But also really leaning into hobbies, which is something I talk about a lot. But it's been helping. And it's been helping with the process of beating perfectionism because it's like just doing something for the sake of doing it but can you really say that can you really say yes, that about that. ceramics though i'm learning to make rugs now dude and i'm sure when you do they'll be like i'll post one on instagram people will be like where can i buy this this is the best rug ever. okay that's beside the point <laughs> I've also been purging belongings that don't spark joy. <laughs> Marie Kondo up in this. Oh, it's helping. I'm like, everything that I don't want around me is gone. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. That's the change. <laughs> That's the change I'm bringing in. <laughs> New energy I'm getting from you. It's the therapy. <laughs> you should see the thrashing hand signal she's doing while she describes it. So if it's not to spark joy, bye. <laughs> yeah I think honestly I've been purging stuff too but yeah I think I don't know about hobbies for me lately I think one thing that bums me out about winter is like I love to garden and I can't Mm. really do that at all in the winter I started growing some stuff inside my house but she's not happy because there's no sun but (laughs) but so I guess that's a cop-out I should just think about what hobbies I can do in the winter as well. Yeah. Oh, another thing that kind of came up when you were saying like prioritizing joy mm-hmm. is prioritizing friendship. Like our last yeah. episode yeah. kind of got me thinking like I could probably do more mm-hmm. to connect with people. Like I was really sitting in this place of like I'm sad, I can't see my friends, everything sucks, it's cold. Da, da, da. When like really I <laughs> am in choice here. <laughs> I can choose to see my friends in ways that are safe and I am choosing to sit in a pouty place and I had to recognize that and it was a reckoning (laughs) it's like okay which it is me too I think is it's a really delicate balance it's that it's that idea of feel your feelings but don't live there type of thing which I think for me I definitely can relate to that where it's like okay at what point are are you almost prescribing yourself a sad girl personality trait? Like, yeah. <laughs> and and who is that serving? Like, I just don't, I don't know if it's helping. Yeah. And so, I think sometimes it can be really hard to take a self inventory of like where you're not showing up because for, I think it's really easy to go like oh, my friends don't check in on me or they're not planning a fun Zoom night or they don't ask me to go for walks or my boyfriend doesn't surprise me with at-home date night or like (laughs) all this stuff. And I just think, uh, are you doing that stuff? Are you? I know. Like Me at me. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) It's really hard sometimes to look in the mirror and just go like, 
you're expecting something that you're not doing from others. <laughs> that was a bit nice. So annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and also we're expecting things that we're not communicating. So like, he, it's never going to happen. <laughs> you're just going to be sad forever. So <laughs> just some thoughts I've been having. <sighs> it's just something to think about. <laughs> the noodle on. But okay, because you answered more literally, I will just say, like, for me, I absolutely agree that I'd like – this is the perfectionism, too, though. I was like, I can't get a dog until it's the right time to get a dog, and, like, I can't move until it's – like, oh, my God. Just the right time. Yeah. Yeah. So – Oh, my God. That's what I was talking to – was it Bo or someone about? But it's like, at a certain point, you just have to make a decision mm-hmm. and like commit to it and try something mm-hmm. and see if it works and then change your mind if it doesn't. Yeah. And it's scary because you don't know what's going to happen and you never will, but you just got to like take a little leap of faith, yeah. you know, people, and you'll be okay. People have done more with less information. So just like chill, chill with it. So yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> in quite a mood today. I too would like, I'd like to live somewhere where my feet are actually on the ground and not in the sky because sometimes I'm doing my workouts and my yoga and they're like, ground yourself into the earth. And I'm like, I can't because I'm up in the sky. So I'm not feeling very grounded, but thank you. So that's on the top of my to-do list is to get where I can walk outside and there's there's earth. Moving right along, what folks said they're hoping to change, all anonymous, of course. A bunch of people want a new job. Fair, fair, fair. Oh, People nice. are moving. I think that's common. The real estate market's mm-hmm. booming in some areas where people are trying to wiggle out of cities and into <laughs> places where they can live on the ground. Being more present, chilling out, listening more deeply to what the people around me are saying. Cool. Improve my ability to actually feel my emotions. Welcome to the club. Yeah. That's literally what we're trying to do here. (laughs) Graduate, put myself out there career-wise, debt-free, working on boundaries, better work-life boundaries, (laughs) better time management, health mindset. I love this one. Give myself permission to create, share, explore, and have fun. That's a good one. That's – yeah. I'm taking that one. Yeah. And this one is a great one too because we talked about community care in our last or two episodes ago. Um, become more involved, volunteer, join groups, etc. That was kind of like the feet firmly planted, like be a part of things when yeah. when possible. Yeah. Okay. Those are great. I support all of those. Yeah, you're everybody. all shining stars. And we're sending you all of the positive <laughs> vibes and momentum to propel you into these changes. <laughs> you are all powerful. <laughs> these are your affirmations. You are stars. Okay. One word that sums up how you've been feeling lately. <laughs> Oh, I think I answered this and I used three words. I cheated. Yeah. What did I say in this? You I think said- I said restless and okay, I'm going to re-answer. I'm going to re-answer, see if I do the same. Okay. I would say restless and hopeful. That's what that's I That's not right at now. all what you said. Okay, that's what I feel today. <laughs> that was yesterday. Mood, dude. It says restless, sad, lonely. That's three. Oh. <laughs> you don't feel lonely anymore because we're together. We're not together. For the record. That's my nighttime brain. Oh, we're not physically together. We're on Zoom. Hot tip, though. Don't think about things at nighttime. <laughs> I'm always sad at night. <laughs> so go to sleep. You're probably tired. <laughs> Key takeaways from today. Stop thinking at night. It's not a good time. It's true. It is. It's true. Go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Don't, You're too tired. Don't try to like have a serious conversation with someone at bedtime. So that's how you've been feeling lately? <laughs> Now I'm happy. Oh. <laughs> I would describe this as a roller coaster. <laughs> That's how I feel. Roll I wrote down roller coastery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lips of joy, but otherwise like a bit of a bit of a bummerville over here. Yeah. How other people have been feeling? This is gonna be relatable. Buckle up, everyone. <laughs> Womp, fatigue, <laughs> bummer mood roller coaster. 
Uh, neutral, overwhelmed, stuck, tired, mercury in retrograde all one word. I get it. Sloth, <laughs> overwhelmed, stuck, flat, floating, meh, tired, restless, stuck, down, and unmotivated. And then just to like, boom, hit you with some hope. <laughs> Here's what some people on the other side are feeling. Light, optimistic, invigorated, content progress hopeful and those are it on the other side (laughs) (laughs) that's good well if nothing else know and take comfort in the fact that we're all pretty much feeling the same thing um (laughs) i'm lying next to you isn't that a song we're lost together (laughs) okay what's the best thing that you've done for your mental health lately I stole this question from We Are Not Really Strangers, which is a super cool account on Instagram. Okay. The best thing I've done for my mental health lately, well, going to therapy (laughs) is the obvious answer. And as cliche as it sounds, but it is something that actually works, is just like trying to focus on the positive things because it helps train your brain to notice more positive things and be in like a place of gratitude versus satitude. <laughs> so yeah. Quality. I have a question for you. When you okay. are about to go to a therapy session virtually or whatever, are you, yeah. are you feeling like, wow, I, I can't wait to go to therapy. This is so great for me. I'm so great. This is great that I'm going. <laughs> Or are you thinking? I'm so great. Or are you thinking? Ah, I really don't want to do this, but I know it helps me feel better, so I better go. Or is it like dread? Like just to walk me through your mindset before a session. I would say it's somewhere in between uh, my like individual ones because I've been seeing this counselor therapist for almost three years now, so I'm like pretty comfy with her. I would say it's excitement and excitement because I know it always helps. Like a, the track record, right? Is it's pretty good. But nervous because it's never fun to go to those places. Like it always is draining and it always feels mm-hmm. like it's tough. It's really hard to do. But an email hangover after for sure. Exactly. I think I'm just like I'm prepared now because I know how I'm gonna feel after and I know like what I need to do to, you know, take care of myself. Do you like doing it in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening? I always do it in the evening mm. because it's easy. I also have points that I bring in, like things that I have been thinking about that I want to talk about. But with the couples counseling, I was so nervous, mm. which was funny because like you'd think I'd just be used to this shit by now. But yeah, mm. nervy, but happy and always, always worth it yeah. in the end. I was just curious how you felt about it. I think that's helpful to know. It's kind of like going for a run. It's like, I don't. Mm-hmm. really want to do it and there's going to be points during it where I'm like I wish I was at home but you always <laughs> feel better after after maybe not right after but like eventually that's how it kind of feels for me it's like a little bit of dread because I'm kind of like ah should we open up this can of worms but then I'm like mm. ah we should I see yeah I also am kind of weird in that I really like digging in to yeah like I don't like talking about my feelings yeah I like talking about my feelings I think (laughs) best things I've been doing for my mental health I am realizing I love (laughs) dough I love to work with dough (laughs) I'm like a you do love I'm an amateur (laughs) chef slash baker I'm like quite a noob And I was always like, I don't really like making cookies. And I don't really m- like making cakes and stuff. But over the holidays, I made some dough-based things. Like I want yeast to be involved. Like I want there to be a rising process. I want it to take hours, truly. And I want to knead it. And I want to understand like the science behind it. So <laughs> that's my big grand answer for how I'm supporting my mental health. But I think it's just like just doing – things that are sort of random that are bringing me joy whether it's like baking or me and my partner do crosswords like almost every day and we play crib and we like just doing things that are I don't know little fun activities seems to be helping what that is I think it's and this is the same thing with hobbies with me it's things that require you to be present Mm. like making 
a bread, <laughs> a bread thing, mm-hmm. or doing a crossword, or playing a game, or doing pottery, or making a rug. <laughs> it requires you to be very much yeah. in the present moment. And y'all, that's mindfulness. Yeah. Also, I'm gotcha. very convinced at this point that this amount of time on screens, like work and everything, is murdering us softly. And so. I think that also <laughs> these things I'm describing are things where no screens are involved. True, 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 true. But seriously, I think like the classics too, which I'll actually share what our community said because they hit up some of the the big ones for Ooh. sure. So go outside, spending time outside, big time. Yeah. Exercise, yoga, hiking. Yeah, do those things. Uh, reading, reading near a window on a rainy Saturday morning. That's so cute. Working Ooh, out. Cute movement exercise hikes fresh air walks on Sundays <laughs> walk we got ants in our pants and then some cute ones I wanted to share not that the rest of those weren't cute they're all cute spent the majority of the day in bed without feeling guilty I deserved a break that's so hard yeah, it is. wow love good that. for you started a course just for fun slept sleep carved yeah. out and communicated to my partner I needed a night for myself we love love advocating for ourselves we love knowing what we want bought myself flowers put my phone down and went outside listen to your podcast (laughs) wow 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 i'm about to have such an ego um jk jk (sighs) it's crazy to be a celebrity like this I'd like to thank the Academy. They also said they listened to another podcast, but it's not important. (laughs) Oh, yikes. Yeah. Seems like walking, working out, journaling. Someone said making a decision about the future. It was Kyla. Kyla said that. It was me. It It helped. And then I really like this one too, because actually this has been helping me a lot and it says, let myself daydream about what I hope the future holds. True, true, true. Ooh, I have one thing to say about that, though. There is a – this will be fact-checked, but there is a massive study that has been done. Kyla did done, it. On, I think it was on <laughs> – I did the study. It was on myself. It's massive. <laughs> I think. It's a peer-reviewed. It's very extensive. By me. Um, no, it was done on, like, a whole bunch of people, and I think it was on happiness, and one of the – findings or the finding was that a wandering mind is an unhappy mind which I think is really interesting I'm not saying like don't think about your future that's not what I'm saying but you know when you kind of like get in your feels and in your thoughts you're in the shower and you're like why is everything so hard why I don't deserve this like that's kind of what mindfulness combats is that like wandery sad mind and it gets away from you and it's so easy to get to that place. But then when you notice and you're like, oop, then you can go back to making bread. <laughs> I think that I definitely know what you mean. Like the spirally vibe of just like, also, I don't yeah, know yeah, how yeah. I'm going to fact check what you just said. Like I really. <laughs> I'll find it for you. I got <laughs> it. I Instantly got I got, I got nervous. You. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> definitely like spirally. I think that's even like when we talk about getting enough sleep, going for a workout, like when I start to get yes. spirally, I'm like either put that shit down on a piece of paper or go outside, go walk on, go walk, <laughs> go walk. <laughs> on go the ground. <laughs> find ground and walk on it. And sometimes it's even like, sometimes I'll make myself a smoothie filled with like berries. <laughs> this is how my mind works. <laughs> I'm like, what will solve this? I actually do this. And then I'm like, I need to drink more water. I'm going to make a smoothie that's like straight yeah. up wild blueberries and a bunch of like potions. <laughs> And then I'm going to go outside because – and then we'll regroup. It's not like I'm getting away from it, yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah, sometimes yeah. it's just – it's nothing. But I do think a big difference is like I felt really hopeless last year. I was like, is it going to be yeah. like this forever? And so I think that it is really important to find things to look forward to and like to to try to find the silver lining. Personally, I think that I really need to – practice optimism because I'm an optimistic person. So I need to like live in my own truth in that like I believe that life will get better and things will improve and we'll have big events again and I'll go to a concert again and I'll hug my grandma again. Like I need to believe in those things and and focus on the joy of that. 
And it's not that it's getting away from me or like that I'm sad that I can't do it now. It's just like, I don't think going, I'm never going to go to a concert again. It, like, I just don't know. That's not serving me. It's it's what I was doing, but like it sure as hell wasn't yeah. helping. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that's like denying reality. It's just allowing yourself to feel optimistic about like better days coming. Acceptance and reframing. Okay. The next question is how do we keep moving forward during these times? And a caveat to that, like, is it important to keep moving forward? Because I know that this is a controversial topic. Yeah. Okay. Here's my thought, my opinion. How do we keep moving forward? I think a big piece of that is accepting reality. Decide what's working and what isn't working. And then decide what you want. Literally write it down, make a list. What do you want? And then figure out ways to move towards that. (laughs) Like way easier said than done. I acknowledge, but it helps to know what you're working towards and just what you want. And I think that as simple as it sounds, it's not something that I was doing and now I'm trying to do it. Yeah. So yeah, I'll answer. I definitely agree with that big time. I think that it's important to move forward if that's what's going to support you. And I think that people go through grieving processes differently. And I think this whole experience has been like the process of grief. And if you're at the point now where you're looking for some forward momentum and that's what's going to serve you, then I think it's important. And if it's not, then Mm -hmm. do what is going to support you in where you're at. And that's what I'll say about whether or not I think it's important. How I'm planning, my steps for how I'm planning on moving forward because I need to action this. It's not something that I'm really currently doing. And I think that's why I'm feeling roller coastery. I think that I really want to prioritize moving in the direction of my priorities for sure. So like what you're saying, getting clear on what those are and making tangible action steps towards them. And then I think for me, what this year is going to be a practice of is like small, consistent action. And so that kind of like bleeds into the conversation I was talking about around product or sorry, perfectionism. Because I think for me, I jump too far ahead without like establishing a habit. I like jump to what I want Mm. something to look like down the road without like having the groundwork for it. Yeah. And so I think because of this focus on doing things perfectly, I don't give myself permission to show up at all. And so I think for me, what I really want to focus on is like do the thing first really just easily, like whatever gets you to be able to do the thing you want to do. So for me, I can think like Mm -hmm. read 10 pages of my book or no screens after 10 o'clock or go – go outside for a walk, whatever it is, get outside once a day, like something that feels like, yeah, that's completely doable. And then from there, start to optimize it. Like I just go zero to 100 and then I'm like, oh, you didn't do this. You suck. And then I have to start all over as opposed to just going like set goals that are almost like laughable at how easy they are and then at least like establish a consistent habit and then once you've Mm -hmm. established it then start to optimize it that's like big time atomic habits vibes which is a book that I've talked about before I think by James Clear and it's all about how like it's compound interest so every single little decision and action compounds up to be to be these big things you don't Mm -hmm. just like become this overnight. Like it's little steps. And so I think for me, when I think about moving forward, a big thing I want to focus on is like building habits and making sure that they're, I think I should almost like set up what they are and then like downgrade them all by like 50% and then master those (laughs) for like a month and then like up them by 10%. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? I like on that because I have a lot of the same habits that I'm trying to practice. And what I found is helpful is understanding the overarching 
goal or outcome that I want. And for me, my overarching life goal is I want to feel good or at least content. You know what I mean? So my check-in with myself, whether it's like, do I want to go to the gym Mm -hmm. today? Am I tired? Am I, do I have a little, some ants in my pants? Like, is it going to make me feel good to go to the gym? And that's kind of, it all ladders up to what's mm-hmm. going to make me feel good. And it's a pretty simple check-in and it helps. I don't know. Cause my goal is like, whatever it looks like, I don't know. It's probably going to change, but I just want to, I want to feel good. Yeah. I know? was actually <laughs> listening to a Ted talk by Stacey Abrams. She's just like an incredible person and has, she has a really cool Ted talk on because she's sort of notoriously someone who lost. That's like very much a part of her story. And so this TED Talk, she touches on that a lot. And she talks about how you can't just decide what you want and how you're going to get it because what will happen along the way is you'll fail, you'll lose, you'll get tired, you'll get fatigued, it will suck. And so if you only have what and how, like you're gonna you're gonna quit because <laughs> you're just gonna it's just gonna suck and yeah. you're gonna quit at some point. Having your why is gonna be the only thing that you're allowed to co- like that you're able to come back to when something goes wrong where you can go like, okay, this is my why. This is the greater reason behind it. And can I sort of encourage and motivate myself back up based on that as opposed to just like, going from point A to point B. And I just thought that was – I highly recommend yeah. watching that TED Talk. Link yeah, it. We'll link it. So this is what the people say. Continue taking small steps towards my goals, but slowing down is also okay. Absolutely. Making a list of daily things to look forward to. Stick it somewhere so you'll see it every day. Love that. Quit job. Yeah. Cool. Good job. (laughs) More FaceTime with friends. Gaining momentum. I love the idea of momentum. I think that that should be a focus. I get energy from doing things, but starting is the hardest part for sure. Stop worrying about things that don't bring me joy. Do things that make us forget our, our stressors. Take it one day at a time, one foot in front of the other. Breathing, taking each day as it comes. Setting new goals, being satisfied with progress so far trying to find the learnings and silver linings and shitty things, checking in with the people you love and telling them how you feel. It's incredibly important to feel like you are because you are, because life is still happening. So moving forward is what they mean. Have fun when you can. Stick to a routine. The one thing I'll touch on about that is some of the best advice I got this past year from a therapist around pandemic vibes is – And this is kind of that delicate balance between like feel your feelings but don't live there for me is that it's really important to show yourself grace. And like in those early months and stuff, like I was having so much trouble motivating myself to do anything. I was feeling like super lethargic and she – and then I was feeling also like quite anxious and quite sad. And she was like anxiety – feeds off of lack of like of uncertainty and so the more routine you can instill like not rigid I don't mean rigid but the more routine you can instill into your daily life the less uncertainty is there is and the less room anxiety has to just like go nuts and so yeah that might not work for everyone but the first thing she said to me was like (laughs) you need to back up and like what time do you wake up every day? Like, when do you go for your walk? What time do you work? What do you like? Just make at least a, a loose routine and stick to it because it really helps for people who struggle with anxiety. So, just a quick tip. Yeah, that's a good tip. Okay, last question. What has been bringing you joy and fun vibes lately? Honestly, learn like the process of trying to figure out how to make rugs it sounds so silly but it's like I'm solving a mystery (laughs) and it's fun to me and uh thinking about how I want this year to look has been Mm -hmm. fun I'm gonna share what the people said and then maybe I'll think of something by the end painting getting to hear my one and a half year old niece's voice on the phone oh my heart creating art cooking moments of laughter cooking plants, reading. So many people say cooking. Family, 
snorkeling in the lake. Oh my God, it's cold. No way. Um, <laughs> dancing and hiking, blasting music in my AirPods while I go for walks, baking cookies, walking with pals. Yeah, I think nice. they, those are like simple things that most people can probably build into their days, which is helpful. I think for me, what's bringing me joy lately? Definitely my friendships are bringing me joy lately. I agree that that episode last time just really reinstated like how grateful I am for the people in my life that I get to talk to. I just think it brings me so much joy and I honestly get so much joy out of doing educated messes and just even the fact that we can put a question out there and people will share with us and I hope everyone knows it's like so much a space of non-judgment. We're just genuinely curious. We aren't ever – Kylie can't even see who says things. <laughs> like there's never a discussion. <laughs> We're just curious. And I think we get real vulnerable on here. You know a lot about us. So feel free to open up to us if that feels good for you. But it's really – these episode styles have been really fun for us because it feels like a bit of a community conversation. And – um, totally. We're kind of, you know, we only have so many thoughts, so it's nice to hear from others. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I just get a lot of joy out of like learning about educated messes stuff, like the type of topics we read about and talking to all of you and Kyla. Yeah. Oh, cute. I totally agree. I think that as you were saying that, that came up for me too, is like, this feels like a little community mm-hmm. that's starting to build, which is so cute. And as we wrap up, I just want to say, if you think this would help anyone else, you know, feel free to share. That's like the main way that people find podcasts um, is by word of mouth. If you want to leave us a review, that really helps other people find us too. So we can keep on, you know, having cute conversations. I love it. Also, big shout out. The last episode was an idea of a friend of mine named Pam who told me that she thought I asked it, uh, what type of topics she thought might be interesting and that was one of them and I just want everyone to know that like if there's a topic that you think would be interesting or a question that you have for either of us or any of that like we're so we're so into hearing that and so so excited about having new ideas and and having questions like that so please feel free to reach out you can email us too if you want it to be like I don't know more (laughs) I don't know Create a burner email. <laughs> um, yeah, email would be educatedmesses at gmail.com. So. And we hope that we all start feeling lighter and more forward vibes soon. Momentum! As a community, we can energize each other in this forward momentum. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Hi, Kyla. Hi. Fact check time. All right, let's go. Alrighty. Let's dive right in. Okay, cool. We talked about a Black Mirror episode on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And if you haven't watched Black Mirror, just every episode is about a different thing. So like you could literally go in and watch this singular episode. It's called Nosedive. And I think it's the first episode of the third season or something. And we were talking about it because it's about social media and it's, but it's like a black mirror version of it where essentially like you rate people on the interactions that you have with each other. Like think Uber ratings, but like (laughs) for human to human in like everyday scenarios and you can rate them from like one to five stars and the better you do and the more stars you get, the better your socioeconomic status becomes. So it like affects where you live and like all of this stuff. And so it's about this young woman who is like super obsessed with elevating her ratings and she gets asked to be the maid of honor at her, at her friend's wedding and her friend is like in a higher class. And so she's like trying to... <laughs> use that to move up the ladder and it's quite illuminating it's like very dark but and set and awkward and it has a bunch of secondhand embarrassment which I hate but (laughs) it's very it's interesting that was a good I think that was my favorite episode 
of all the ones. Yeah. It's the one that's like sat with me the most for sure. Like I don't really think about the other ones as much, but I think about that one like fairly often. Yeah. Okay. You make a comment about how a wandering mind is not a happy mind. Right. And (laughs) you're like, did I? (laughs) Um, And I was able to find some info on this. I make a joke about how it will be hard to fact check and it really Okay, cool. (laughs) So they, they have done studies on this where essentially they get like a whole bunch of people to take part in it and they send them like random pings and they'll be like, what are you doing? And how are you feeling? And like, what are you thinking about? And they do this over a long period of time with a lot of people. And what they found was that people spend about 47% of their waking hours thinking about something other than what they're actually doing. Hmm. And this mind wandering typically makes them unhappy is what they report. And so what that led these researchers to conclude is that our mental lives are really fixated on the non-present for a lot of our time. And they found that people were the happiest and their minds wandered the least when they were the number one one was making love by like a lot, (laughs) which is so funny. They like in the TED talk, they joke about how because it's like way on the other side of the (laughs) bar chart. And then exercising, engaging in conversation, and people were the least happy, which (laughs) this isn't great. This science doesn't bode well for like the get lots of rest thing because people (laughs) were the least happy when they were resting, working, or using a home computer, which the term home computer really (laughs) dates this study, like that your family shares one and you all use it. So yeah, they found that when people were in those situations, resting, working, using a home computer, their minds wandered a lot and Mm -hmm. that made them less happy. I wonder if that's like, you know how we've talked about when you're resting and you can't enjoy it because you feel like you should be working and when you're working, you can't enjoy it because you feel like you should be resting. I wonder if that has something to do with that. I, I would agree because I think that we have a really hard time intentionally resting. Mm -hmm. Like we almost rest by accident. It's like, I eat dinner and then I'm like, oh, I'll just put on a TV show and then I watch a few and then I'm like not really thinking to myself, oh, I'm going to take this time to rest. It just sort of like happens. Whereas I think if we were like, I'm going to read at a coffee shop for an hour, maybe that would feel more like, oh, I made an intention to do something that's a restful activity. And it, I don't know. I think maybe sometimes because we're not planning it, it feels like it's slipping, time slipping away or something. I want to know their definition of resting. Yeah. Do you want me to text you throughout the day and just be like, what are you doing? What are you thinking about? How do you feel? It it actually (laughs) did remind me of that app you use where you like track your happiness because they were essentially saying like, what's your mood today type thing. Um, I also think maybe – Maybe people are unhappy when are unhappy when they're resting because people have people are mean to themselves when they rest. Like they think they're wasting time and stuff. Yeah. So then you're yeah. like trying to half do things, but you should just draw firm boundaries. You know what I mean? Just don't half ass two things, whole ass one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a Ron Swanson quote. <laughs> <laughs> so just to finish off kind of what their study was, is that Researchers found that mind wandering is an excellent predictor of people's happiness. How often our minds leave the present and where they tend to go is a better predictor of our happiness than the activities in which we are engaged. Whoa. So it matters less what you're doing. It matters more how you're doing it. Like, Yeah. Look at me making these. (laughs) how I interpreted it. But what they kind of compared it to is a lot of like philosophical and religious traditions teach that happiness is found by living in the moment and that practitioners of those things are often trained to resist mind wandering and to be here now. Like isn't be here now like a super famous – it's like Ram Dass or something. That's something that a lot of people say. (laughs) I feel like I should tattoo that on my forehead. (laughs) But it is this research essentially suggests that that's that very much is still true and still important. And that that obviously, Kyla's like so happy right now. She's on such a mindfulness <laughs> uh, 
What's what I'm looking for? Another point for mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm on a high horse, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I'm too scared to say sayings because I know it'll be wrong. <laughs> I was going to say like on a pedestal or something. It was just not right. <laughs> yes, definitely. A, that's a point for mindfulness for sure. Maybe like a thousand points for mindfulness because it literally says that you'll be happier altogether. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I I it it is interesting. I'm gonna have to like think on that for a little bit because I I definitely agree with the idea that if you're engaged in conversation, you're f- you're focused on the conversation. And in this episode, we even talk about how like when you're playing a game or you're doing something like that, you're focused on what you're doing, so you're not just like sitting there mind wandering. Cool, makes sense. Yeah, we need to think about more ways to incorporate stuff like that into our lives. Okay, in this episode, I also talk about Stacey Abrams, and I wanted to give some background. I didn't want to do her a disservice by not explaining it right, but I talk about how I watch a TED Talk by Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams is a politician, a lawyer, and a voting rights activist, and she founded Fair Fight Action, which is an organization that addresses voter suppression, and her efforts have been like widely credited with massively boosting voter turnout in Georgia, and a lot of people would agree that or even argue that Joe Biden owes a lot of his success to what she did in Georgia because it made a huge difference and and like quite possibly won him the election. And she did that after she lost. People were very clear that like the reason why she lost is because her opponent was definitely leaning into voter suppression. Mm-hmm. And she went in and she was like, this is a problem. And she fixed it. She made oh, the world a better place. When they go low, we go high. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the one thing I also found out when I was making sure I had my facts right is that she also, like, some people are just like so absurdly impressive. She has a pen name, Selena Montgomery, and she's written a bunch of romantic suspense <laughs> novels and sold over 100,000 copies what? of a bunch of them. People are so interesting. Multifaceted. I love what people who don't choose one lane. They're just like, ah, I'll just write a quick romance novel, go back, save the country. (laughs) Okay. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was in this episode near the beginning when we're kind of giving some context as to how we want people to interpret this podcast and that we want to encourage discourse and all of that. Our disclaimers. (laughs) Yeah. We talk a lot about how we've noticed ourselves through this experience. You learn a lot when you listen to yourself back. Yes. It's (laughs) both an illuminating and a very difficult experience. (laughs) And one thing I notice a lot in both of us, and we've talked about this, is that we qualify ourselves a lot Mm -hmm. and we end up like really undermining ourselves and we, we're doing it to ourselves. Yeah. And I'll link this piece that I read today about how this is super common for women to do. And it's you can draw a lot back to the fact that we are afraid of being seen as bitchy. And so in order to counter that, we soften everything we do. We apologize for taking up space. We insert words and disclaimers in what we say so that people won't think we're brash or, mm. you know, uh, what's what everyone calls me, assertive. Or, <laughs> no, what's the one? Oh, obnoxious. Everyone calls me obnoxious. <laughs> everyone. Who's that? Who's everyone? I don't know. The bullies. <laughs> and so some of these little things that women do in speech really common and that, that I think we should point out here in case you, like us, would like to start removing these from your vocabulary. First one is inserting just. So mm-hmm. saying, I just want to check in and see, or I just think. Ugh. There's no reason. Just say, I think. I do that so much. Inserting actually, I do this one all the time. So saying, I actually disagree, or I actually have a question as if we're surprised that we have <laughs> or that we disagree. Just say you disagree. I never just say I disagree with that. Yeah. And I'm going to freaking start. Using qualifiers, this one hit us in the freaking hearts. <laughs> Using qualifiers in quotations. I'm no expert in this, but oh. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and I just think it's like at some point, do we just accept that 
y'all know that. <laughs> y'all know. <laughs> it's called educated messes. We ain't experts. <laughs> and it's just funny how often we go like, I don't know for sure. I don't, this is, this is just my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope, I hope we, we move away from that. Yeah. And then the other one is, does that make sense? Or am oh. I making sense? And it, while it's like well-intentioned, how it comes across is like, either it's condescending, like, do you get it? Or mm-hmm. it's like, you feel like you've been incoherent and need to then go, am I like, am I rambling? Am I yeah. so goofy? Like, <laughs> no, just say words and then stop talking. <sighs> and so Kyle and I have talked about this a lot with this because we never want it to sound like we're saying, do this, don't do that. But at the same time, I think there's a really, there's a balance between that and always saying, I think that maybe yeah. instead of just saying, here's, here's my opinion, my opinion on yeah. something, which I'm allowed to have and I'm allowed to change and yeah. we can talk about it. So I think maybe we'll talk about this more because it's actually something that a, a dude in my life pointed out to me <laughs> about our podcast is that like yeah. you, you kind of explain what you're about to explain a lot. Like, <laughs> you're, you're giving a lot of context before you even make a point. Guilty. Yeah. And so I think that that's really interesting. And I'm curious to know what other people think. Like, do you do this? Do you? And I was even talking to my partner about this and he was like, oh, I sometimes do those things. And guess what? They take this into account in this article. And it's like, yes, you probably do do these things, men. But people don't interpret it the same. Yeah. When men do it, we think, oh, a casual guy. <laughs> and with yeah, women. So considerate. <laughs> yeah. In women, people interpret it as being ditzy or that we're not confident or that we don't know yeah. what we're talking about. So it hits different, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think an episode on that would be interesting. It's something I've been working on for quite a while, especially in – like the my typed communication because so much is remote work right now it's a really easy way to kind of start practicing is like write your thing and then go back and delete all the qualifiers and the justs and make it succinct and it's so uncomfortable at times but you gotta practice and all the sorries yeah sorry sorry for existing oh my god I'm (laughs) so sorry (laughs) sorry for inconveniencing you with my thought (laughs) yeah And so I think we should talk about it further, but super curious for people to weigh in on like how you feel about that if you use it, if you don't think it's a problem. The other thing I thought was a really good takeaway from this article is it was like someone thinking that you're a bitch doesn't make you a bitch. (laughs) Like someone interpreting your words that way doesn't mean that that's who you are. Like for some reason that sunk in with me a bit where it's like, just because someone read into what I said in that way, that's them putting that on. Oh yeah. Yeah. That says so much more about who they are than who you are. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting and something we'll continue to think about. And also (laughs) now that I've called it out, you'll hopefully hear us try to cut back on it or you'll hear us do it and be like y'all stop so works in progress (sighs) we're not perfect (laughs) breaking the illusion yeah that's all of our facts cute okay bye bye